So I'm going to write to you the absurd commentary of this very silly man called TechLead. I'm sorry, he's very clever, but in reality, he's no idea what he's speaking about when it comes to Bitcoin. No idea whatsoever. It's comical. This guy has millions and millions of followers, and he's misleading many, many people into believing that Bitcoin is going to make them a multi-billionaire. No, it's not. It's a lie. It's a fallacy. And I'm going to explain why. So firstly, just to explain my thesis very quickly, there is a clear distinction between the philosophical notion of Bitcoin and the technological implementation. The philosophy is written within the white paper is different from the technology in BTC. The philosophy of Bitcoin is one of true microtransactability, saving the unbanked. It saved, sounds amazing. But the technological implementation is clear within BTC is not a replication of the philosophy. And this is what people do not understand, including the silly fool tech lead. I agree that saving the unbanked is amazing. I agree that microtransactability is a necessity. I agree that we need to separate money from state, but I don't agree with BTC. They're two differentiated things. They're divorced from each other. For example, the technological implementation of BTC has incredibly, incredibly high fees. The layer two solutions are not actually layer two. The Lightning Network is a total fallacy that is absurd and actually takes us back hundreds and hundreds of years. And simultaneously, it's actually centralized. All three things in which many people aren't aware of. It's actually just fairly comical to see Bitcoin, BTC, and the fact that it's taken us back many, many, many years in terms of the ability for microtransactions. All it's done is save the pockets of people like Pumping Pomp and Michael Sobbing Sailor, who all got rich off you. I believe that the original Bitcoin protocol could scale from inception. However, the Bitcoin BTC community, unfortunately, have ripped out all the good parts of Bitcoin and therefore have created an arbitrary, absurd iteration of Bitcoin in which literally does not do anything. As Satoshi stated back in 2009, the existing Visa credit network processes about 50 million internet purchases per day worldwide. Bitcoin can already scale much larger than that with the existing hardware for a fraction of the cost. It never really hits a scaling ceiling, he stated. If you're interested, I can go over the ways that it would cope with extreme size, Satoshi stated in 2009. Let's listen to this first clip of TechLead. And I'll give my commentary as to why he's very, very wrong. So there's been a lot of fear in the markets lately. A lot of people proclaiming that cryptocurrency is dead after FTX collapsed. But you know what that's like saying is kind of like saying, well, if a bank got robbed, then fiat money is worthless now. Right? Well, no, the bank just got robbed and a lot of individuals were hurt and emotionally they're outraged and very angry. But it takes somebody such as myself who can emotionally remove myself from life itself and understand that Bitcoin and cryptocurrency itself still has continuing value. Now, Ethereum, though, is trash. Okay, I know there's a lot of Ethereum maxis out there, and I want to explain why Ethereum in particular is trash. And the reason for that is Ethereum is really a transportation mechanism. So this guy goes on to mention the Bitcoin has continued value, and he actually agree off the back, he says that Ethereum is trash. Yes, Ethereum is trash. Ethereum doesn't do anything. Ethereum is stupid. Ethereum is even worse than BTC. These both are terrible. They're terrible protocols. Fundamentally for the end game of crypto, the whole crypto market is a Ponzi. What does it mean to be a crypto market? It's not a real thing. It's a fabrication. It's a lubrication of reality. And the reasons to why that's true, it's because similarly to the internet back in the early inception phases, there were hundreds of different protocols in, in which were created. However, there was only one foundational protocol in which powers the internet today, TCPIP. The same will happen for crypto. What is the necessity for Ethereum? What is the necessity for Solana? What is the necessity for these Dogecoins? There's no necessity. The original Bitcoin protocol works. And this is not BTC. Get it right, sunshine. 
The original Bitcoin protocol can run scripts. The original Bitcoin protocol can achieve smart contracts. The original Bitcoin protocol can achieve microtransactability with low fees. The original Bitcoin protocol has economic incentives aligned to ensure decentralization can occur. He states within a quote that Bitcoin has continual value. And by the way, he's talking about BTC here. There's a distinction between Bitcoin, the philosophy, and the technological implementations, including BTC. He states that the BTC has continual value. What does this mean? As I've stated, Bitcoin BTC does not have continual value. It has nothing. It's a distributed rock. Why would you hold a distributed rock, a decentralized rock, when the decentralized rock is not actually decentralized and the rock actually does nothing? It makes no sense. Once again, tell me where Bitcoin BTC is being used for microtransactions. Tell me where BTC is being used for saving young banks. Tell me where BTC is being used for anything other than hodling. Tell me where BTC is being used for anything other than making a few people that brought on early incredibly, incredibly, incredibly rich. It is not. You're being lied to once again. So when you're looking at this from a global perspective, you really want something that is truly decentralized, that can act as real global money wanted and desired by the entire world, and ultimately use kind of like a world reserve currency potentially for trade even. Because recently we're seeing a lot of the countries are starting to buy up a lot of gold actually in order to do their trades because well they don't really want to use us dollars and there's not much other good alternatives gold however you know it's kind of a barbarous relic of a metal and it's just not easy to transport and russian gold in particular has even been banned from usage in a number of places and i believe that over time people will eventually come to the realization that rather than trying to transport gold in and out of various countries where there's capital controls people are going to realize hey why don't they just use bitcoin Right? It's so easy and it is technologically the perfect form of currency for global international trade. And we're seeing a lot of countries starting to adopt this as well for legal tender and legal money like Brazil and El Salvador. Christ, there are so many things wrong with that minute clip. It's unreal. Seriously. Truly decentralized. Acts as global money. A few of the phrases that I wanted to pick out. BTC is not decentralized. This is an absurd narrative. In fact, the word decentralization was never even used in the white paper in 2009. It was never used in the white paper by Satoshi. Where did this word decentralization come from, you may ask? Well, it came from the absurd idiots who fought away from the original Bitcoin protocol, created BTC, and therefore emphasized the importance of decentralization, excessive decentralization, as I call it, in order to cater towards criminal activities. There are a small portion of miners who own the majority of the mining power. And this is the unfortunate truth when it comes to BTC, as we'll see within one moment. Furthermore, the excessive pursuit of excessive decentralization by the BTC community has led to other areas of the vital protocol being totally disregarded. For example, there's incredibly high fees and incredibly slow transaction processing times. Thus, BTC have used the idea of the lightning network, the layer two solution, as a plaster to cater towards the idiocy of the on-chain solutions for BTC. The Lightning Network, as we know, suffers disastrous, disastrous issues and deep game-rooted philosophical notions in which cannot be overcome at all. Before we get to that, let's just look at the graph on the screen here. This is the graph of the BTC. Centralization, as I will call it, in which you have obviously three companies in which own more than half of the Bitcoin network. So this beautiful notion that has been pushed forward by the BTC fallacy community the fact that everything is decentralized and anyone has a portion of the network, there's no centralized control over the network is a total fallacy. It's a total joke, and this graph on the screen should indicate this. Furthermore, what's even more comical in my humble opinion is the fact that 
the BTC community said that BTC is the best form of money. No, it's not. It's the worst form of money I think that's ever been existed. Well, look at the case study of El Salvador. And for some reason, the BTC community never want to speak about this. They never want to talk about the case study of El Salvador. And there's a reason as to why. It's because it's an absurd story and shows the absurdity of the solution. For example, he stated within a quote that a lot of countries are starting to adopt BTC, such as El Salvador and Brazil. And no, they're not. What he's actually advocating for in translation is a dictator within El Salvador spending innocent poor people's taxation money on buying the dip of BTC and slowly hodling these things in a hope to get rich. I ask once again, the BTC community, why has there not been any real issues solved with BTC? It's been many, many years. No one's built a business with BTC. All you do is hovel the so-called centralized rock in which does nothing apart from supposed decentralization. The issue of solving the unbanked is still present. Why aren't microtransactions occurring? Why is it not being adopted in El Salvador? If it really was this wonderful technological solution that you aimed it to be, then why is no one using it in these poor nations in which you would assume that, I mean, it must be used, right? It must be being used in El Salvador. People must love it in El Salvador. They hate it with a passion. There's many, many protests constantly about this. Fundamentally, solving young bank for BTC cannot occur, well, because the technological solution is incredibly inferior. And that is the truth. This is why as investors, in comparison to looking at the irrationality of markets to demand and deem a certain Bitcoin protocol as being superior in comparison to other protocols, we must have a more logical commentary and conclusion regarding the technological solutions to block size and these important technological distinctions in which many people in the BTC community just want to disregard. It's like, really, now you want to look at the rationality of markets to deem the next kind of solution for Web3 in comparison to real technological solutions? It's like... What? That makes no sense at all. As I reiterated many times on the show, people in El Salvador hate BTC. Why? Well, because the technology is terrible. And according to findings by UCA, around 77% of El Salvadorians believe the adoption of Bitcoin as legal tender in the country was a massive failure. Moreover, 75.6% believe that they have not used cryptocurrencies this year. Such a development is surprising considering the exerted efforts by the dictator to popularize the digital asset class. The idea that the government is using public funds to accumulate BTC also did not sit well with assistance. 77% of them said such an action should stop immediately. As to Bitcoin's supposed benefit of making it easier to send remittances, September 2022 report from the Salvadorian Central Bank revealed only 2% of remittances involved digital currencies, showing the idiocy of the solution. Well, why is it then that no one is using BTC in El Salvador? Isn't it maybe because the BTC implementation within the technological features is totally absurd and has nothing to do with the philosophy? Yes, it is. Well done. What you can clearly see is based on the absurd divorcing of BTC from the original philosophy. You have incredibly high fees when it comes to transactability. When people are on pennies, pennies a day, they don't have the ability to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on the BTC network transacting cash. It makes no sense. This is why, when going back to the philosophy of Bitcoin, it's one that I love, we must have a rational discussion regarding the technological implementation of the philosophy. And unfortunately, thanks to the absurd core developers of BTC, what has occurred is vital parts of the Bitcoin philosophy being, rip being ripped out instantaneously, including the absurd, what I believe, iteration of the block size, in which is static. Thus, this has resulted, as I mentioned, within various aspects of the BTC protocol being insufficient, inferior to produce the optimal outcome that we're hoping for. Unfortunately, it's very clear to see the BTC is solely used to make people rich. Bad actors are getting very wealthy 
when they pump up this stuff, whether it's through promotions, creating businesses associated with BTC, consulting firms associated with BTC, or solely just hodling this thing whilst they promote it on YouTube and content creation platforms. That is the sole use, unfortunately. And I think it's important to understand that there's two forms of money, local money and global money. So local money is what's used within the country. It's your fiat currency where a country can print it, devalue it, inflate it away. But global money is what truly has value across the whole world. And so Bitcoin is closer to that global money. And so I'm not really surprised when people say that they don't see the usage of Bitcoin in their daily life for daily transactions because it's not really meant for that. And so actually, if Bitcoin isn't doing anything, then it's actually doing its job fantastically because you don't want your store of wealth doing anything crazy or exciting. You don't want it dancing around on the tables. You know, like quite easily last night, somebody could have come into your house and robbed off your fiat dollars or your bank could have declared bankruptcy. Maybe the US just suddenly declared World War III and implemented capital controls in order to fund their war efforts. You know, as they say, a fool and their money are easily parted and you would have found another way to lose your money. Whereas if you stored it in crypto, maybe you would have held it a little bit longer. So you stated with another quote that Bitcoin is not meant to do anything. Bitcoin is not meant for global transactions, his commentary was. Well, if this fool knew anything about anything, he would clearly realize that this is literally the whole point of the philosophy of Bitcoin. The whole point of the philosophy of Bitcoin is peer-to-peer -peer transactability. It's not just there to be hodled and to do nothing. It's to solve real issues in society, but technologically BTC cannot do so. Therefore, they've come up with this absurd narrative of hodling. I personally do believe that we must separate money from state. I agree. I think it's a necessity and will occur within the future. How this, this is not through BTC. We have to understand this. As I mentioned, there are three main iterations of Bitcoin, the philosophy, technologically implemented. There are three main iterations. One of this includes BTC, BSV, and Bitcoin Cash. I believe that BSV is the only original Bitcoin philosophy and technological implementation. BSV is the real Bitcoin as written within the white paper, despite the name change in consideration of the forks that have occurred away from the original Bitcoin protocol. BSV is the real Bitcoin. Unfortunately, there's a lot of bad actors in this space, including that of Pumping Pomp and Michael Scamming Sailor, or Jimmy Kramer, so on and so forth. These people want you to believe that BTC is Bitcoin. It's not. It's divorced from the white paper, technologically speaking. And this is the biggest issue. Now, if we come into the dollar index, the DXY, this is the strength of the US dollar. We can see actually an interesting trend. It has been rising over the past year pretty much, but in the last month or so, it started going on a downhill trend of losing as much as 6% in purchasing strength. And the question is, how low can the US dollar go? Will it just keep sinking in value? Should you deploy your funds into a harder asset class before the dollar loses even more strength? And we do know that within the next couple decades or so, there's going to be a changing world order where the US dollar most likely will lose world reserve currency status. Our predictions and estimates show that China, simply through its sheer size and economy, is going to take the dominant spot and the US is not going to relinquish this number one spot easily as it tries to come up with any reason at all to cause a World War III. We've seen, similar to the events leading up to World War II, where the US would just start freezing a bunch of the Japanese assets in order to try to weaken Japanese governments, the US is also now starting to freeze out Russian assets, just taking the yachts and funds of Russian oligarchs, freezing hundreds of millions of dollars worth of Putin's funds, and implementing trade embargoes on, say, semiconductor chips on China. So in the long term, I think that these world governments 
will probably move towards a Bitcoin standard, especially once they tire of having their funds constantly seized and stolen by opposing countries, especially as international geopolitical conflict rises. In regards to the changing world order of China, this is another point that I disagree with on a slight tangent. And by the way, I agree with the issues associated with centralized control. I totally agree. I just think we're coming to different conclusions in which I don't believe BTC is Bitcoin. I believe BTC is an absurd iteration of Bitcoin. But regardless, the main point to understand is the fact that we agree on the issues within society, but we disagree with the conclusion on Bitcoin, which Bitcoin protocol is the original Bitcoin protocol, and which Bitcoin protocol is the most suitable, technologically speaking. This is the most important question to ask, and we must have a rigorous debate and discussion in comparison to what Pumping Pompiano said, in which he delisted and advocated for the delisting of other Bitcoin protocols because apparently BTC was the highest price and therefore justified the first place. That is just absurd to me. Why judge rationality of markets as a measurement for the next best technological solution in comparison to the true technological features of a set protocol? Doesn't make sense. Now, this guy, I'm sure he's a nice guy, tech lead, also went on to mention that apparently the reason as to why Bitcoin is going to $250,000 is because of women. Women are apparently going to be using Bitcoin BTC for shopping and retail. What the hell? Not true whatsoever. So as I stated, reassess your views from first principles. Understand that BTC is not Bitcoin. BTC is a divorced iteration from Bitcoin in which stole the name of Bitcoin. However, actually technologically speaking is entirely divorced from the white paper.